Welcome to the special podcast. I'm here with Ben Sharma. He is the CEO and co-founder of an interesting new startup called Zaloni. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, Ben Lorica. Uh, it's great to be here, and thanks for the opportunity to talk to you today. So I guess we should provide our listeners a little bit of background about yourself. So uh, I take it you were one of the first users of Apache Hadoop. So give us a little bit about uh, your early history in the big data space. Sure. So I'm one of the founders and the CEO of uh, Zaloni, and uh, we started the company in 2007, but we have been kind of using Hadoop-based technologies since 2009. So that's pretty early on um, uh, in terms of kind of the whole uh, journey of Hadoop. If you think about the timeline, at that time, only one distribution was around. Um, now you have several um, Hortonworks and MapR. MapR was formed, but didn't uh, even have a distribution when we first started our Hadoop journey. And then Hortonworks wasn't even formed as a company. Um, so you were at that point, Ben, you were uh, consultants helping companies. With yeah. So let me give you a little bit background on Zaloni or, or my background. So I come from uh, enterprise and infrastructure background. So um, my uh, majority of my career has been in the telecom space. I was working with equipment vendors, deploying um, large-scale network infrastructures, more at the layer one and layer two uh, for tier one carriers uh, across the world. So I used to work with companies like uh, Fujitsu and Sienna uh, in the optical networking space. And then I joined uh, NetApp in 2004 and I was working with some of the largest customers uh, of NetApp as they were deploying uh, NetApp's storage platform. Um, so as I was working with those um, customers, we clearly saw that a lot of these customers had growing data needs and they wanted a much more kind of efficient way of storing the data and being able to use the data uh, and get value out of the data quickly. Um, so that's when um, I left um, and then started Zaloni and we wanted to focus on kind of large scale data processing, if you will, um, and so doing at, at it. That, at that point, was there Hadoop or was it mostly uh, MPP databases? So we, when we first started, we were looking at various technologies, but we very quickly kind of uh, started focusing on Hadoop because it was so appealing and it, there was a lot of momentum um, that was going into this um, uh, uh, kind of the ecosystem of Hadoop uh, Apache projects where um, our customers were first of all asking about how to store data for long periods of time and large volumes of data in a cost-effective way um, and then also being able to query that data at the same time so it's not just like an archive but it is a queryable archive if you will right and that is that was very different coming from a traditional storage background where you have an archive box and if you want to uh, be able to query any of the archive data you have to first restore it back into another system uh, before you can actually query the data so that was very appealing uh, to us and to some of our customers and their use cases as they were actually thinking about uh, building these uh, large-scale data processing platforms. So this was in the early days when uh, basically people were using mostly MapReduce still? Yeah, so it was um, 
all MapReduce because, uh, I mean, there was some Hive because Hive was also yeah. being used as a SQL layer, uh, but it was mainly MapReduce. There was some Pig um, and uh, some Hive as you know, the query engine. I have a funny story about that. In the early days of MapReduce, I saw a lecture of someone who said, it's very easy to do a join, and then I think four or five blackboards later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember some of the pains we had to go through to kind of make a simple join that you were so used to in a database world. And then uh, when you do it in Hive and things like that, it's a no-brainer why you would use a Java-based programming uh, kind of framework instead of using something that is more abstract and higher layer. So, so long story short, you guys started uh, Saloni to do consulting primarily around Hadoop and big data. At what point did you guys uh, realize that oh, we have enough of a repeatable uh, process and idea that we can productize some of these things? Yeah. So when we started in 2009, uh, our one of our focus was uh, we were mainly uh, working with large enterprise customers helping them onboard Hadoop as the data platform. So these are like Fortune 100, uh, Fortune 50 type of companies that are looking at their next generation data architecture. And the thing that we were focused on is how we can show them not just the Hadoop platform from a technology standpoint, but more from a business use case standpoint, how can they get value out of the Hadoop platform? So that was a very kind of strong focus of what we were trying to do as a company. You and know, as Ben, we, I think yeah. in the early days of Hadoop, there was a perception that it was used mostly for EPL. Yeah, and I mean, um, uh, taking it further, right? So let me give you an example. So one of our first customers, um, they had a job um, that would run in a traditional Oracle environment for uh, 36 to 40 uh, hours during a quarter-end process. And what they were trying to do is get um, information from their sales data about the equipment renewal. So this is an equipment company. They make network equipment and they sell lots of it. And um, the equipment has warranty and the warranties come up for renewal. And what they want to do is, in, during a quarter-end process, they want to uh, go through all those warranties that they have collected, and there are like 30 million records or so, and they want to get which customers are coming up for renewal so that they can enable their sales team, and the sales team can go and uh, uh, pursue those customer opportunities and get more revenue. So it takes them 36 to 40 hours to process this job during a quarter-end process. And what happens is this runs on their traditional Oracle system, which is also their Oracle ERP system that is doing order entry for all the orders that are coming in. So at the end of the quarter, all the sales guys are trying to get in more orders in. And at the same time, this job is running, which is slowing down the whole system, which is causing a lot of pain. Right. Right. So we were able to take that same workload and run it on a very kind of simple Hadoop cluster and run the job like in two hours or so. Um, so that opened their eyes, right? Now they can um, not slow down their order entry process. They can enable their sales teams um, to be more agile and be able to get these reports in a more regular basis instead of during the quarter end uh, and are able to do a lot more. 
right? So that that is business value that they were able to show to their line of business, and they were able to quickly kind of get that project onboarded in Hadoop as one of their first use cases. So we have always been focused on business uh, driven kind of results out of uh, Hadoop and thereby the business use cases that we have been building for our customers. So it, it sounds like that uh, uh, from the get-go you were working uh, to make Hadoop uh, impactful in, in the business analytics aspect of companies, right? Not just the IT. That is correct. So, I mean, there were two broad categories of use cases. One was these um, new generation of uh, data applications that customers were building uh, for net new revenue streams, for business impacts, and things like that. And then there were also companies that were going through tremendous pricing pressures as they were competing with each other, and they wanted to kind of do cost takeout, and that is where what you mentioned as the traditional ETL offload type of use cases uh, were being used, where uh, instead of growing a very expensive uh, EDW kind of environment, they were looking at how to kind of offload a lot of those workloads into a Hadoop environment and run it much more cost effectively still keeping their existing investments in the ETW, but augmenting the ETW with a Hadoop kind of uh, uh, data lake or a data platform. Right, so, 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 so to people out there listening who work for large enterprises, right? So maybe uh, there's still some hesitation because uh, the enterprise data warehouses that you refer to have all of these uh, features, enterprise features. Um, and I guess one of the missions of your company is to bring some of those uh, um, kind of enterprise features into the Hadoop platform. Is that correct? That is correct. So going back to your earlier question, so as we were building these use cases and uh, applications for our customers, we were doing the same things over and over again because we had to, during the early days, we had to put a lot of emphasis to kind of convince customers that Hadoop was the right solution and thereby harden it to a point where they would feel comfortable coming from an enterprise data warehouse background that they had the same kind of data management, data governance capabilities, even in Hadoop, um, that uh, they're used to in their traditional uh, environments. So that is where we were seeing these repeatable patterns where we were doing the same things over and over again. And we were spending a lot of time building these things uh, for our customer use cases and spending not as much time in actual business logic that needs to be implemented. So we decided to kind of uh, put a focused effort and um, set aside a product development team that was focused on taking some of these learnings we had and uh, making a platform, which we call Bedrock, uh, as the data management platform on top of Hadoop. So you have things like security, governance, access control, and things like that. Yeah, so I mean, it starts with the end-to-end -end data pipeline, right? So we start from managed data ingestion, bringing data into the Hadoop environment, then being able to capture metadata as the data is coming in, and being able to define business and technical metadata. Um, oh, you along just, with you it. just touched on a topic that I like that uh, I think <clears throat> is going to become even more important: metadata. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, we 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 um, saw a need for. Um, metadata, <coughs> excuse me, um, quite a bit uh, from early on in terms of not just the schema 
if you will, because schema is needed and um, as you process the data and it is uh, given, but also the business metadata um, right. so that you can define some of the business attributes that is needed on the data and also the operational metadata so that you can manage the or, or you can maintain the provenance or the lineage right, of right, the data. Right. Oh, that's as, great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so one of the things that I think that uh, people are beginning to appreciate is that uh, metadata is used is very useful for many things, but one of the things is uh, lineage and provenance, right? So understanding what people did to data downstream so you can have a repeatable process somehow. That's correct. And then the other aspect that we were seeing more and more is that in a traditional data warehouse environment or a database environment, you had a lot of constraints and other things that you can define on the tables as you're onboarding the data so that you can reject bad data. But as you know, Hadoop is kind of schema-less where these checks are not done as you ingest the data because you just write them as files. Files get split into blocks and blocks get written into different nodes of the cluster. So there is no schema level validation. So being able to do that validation after you ingest the data in a Hadoop friendly way and still being able to get some measure of data quality on that data uh, was also important because um, that would drive a lot of the decisioning in terms of analytics that was built out of the data. Um, in a lot of cases, we were seeing already seeing our customers starting to onboard data from external third parties where they needed to have these data quality checks or they were um, getting data from machines and um, non-human entered data which needed also uh, data quality checks because uh, configurations and other things could be different. So those are also aspects that was part of kind of what we were trying to put together as a reusable platform for data management. So you touched on a few things there. One is the uh, the notion of data quality checks. So I imagine you have a user interface where human experts can go in there, take a look at the data, number one. Number two, do you guys provide tools for data prop preparation, data ranking as well? Yeah, so what we do is we first allow you to bring in the data, organize the data, and then do enrichment of the data. And as part of enrichment of the data, we allow you to do self-service data blending or um, kind of taking raw data sets and creating new data um, so as Bar part of- ben, ben, just to clarify, when you say you, are you talking about IT or a business analyst <clears throat> or who's doing um, Business analyst. So, I mean, once the data lake or the data management platform is in place on top of the Hadoop environment, we expect that there are business users who will come in and use the data lake because they know the data that is They're sitting the there. Experts, yeah. yeah, exactly. So for us to enable them to be able to kind of look at the data based on what data sets they have permissions for, which is where the governance aspect comes in, and then being able to kind of take raw data sets and create conformed or derived data sets out of that for various downstream use cases is also a capability that we provide out of the platform. So one of the things, I guess, uh, uh, just to clarify, when you say Hadoop, uh, does that mean only batch or are you guys also doing real time? No. Um, so what we are seeing is that a lot of our enterprise customers are transitioning from the old way of just doing file-based batch type of workloads 
into more of near real-time type of um, uh, data architectures where they're getting data from various sources in a streaming manner. They want to keep the data as much as possible in memory in a streaming manner, but also write to a, a data store for data at rest and be able to drive a lot of these analytics um, in a low latency kind of manner. So for that, we also provide in Bedrock streaming and jest and being able to run some of the uh, workflows and, and processing of the data in Spark and Spark streaming uh, using microbatch that Spark streaming provides. And also uh, we're looking at some of the new architectures based on uh, Flink and others. So it sounds like you guys are uh, using many of the useful suspects in the big data ecosystem. I imagine you use HDFS, Spark, Spark Streaming, um, probably even Kafka. Yeah, so I mean, our approach always has been that we will use whatever best in breed tools makes sense in the Hadoop platform. We are not reinventing that layer, but what we are doing is on top of that providing this managed environment from a data management, data governance perspective, bringing in data quality, bringing in managed data pipelines, bringing, bringing in metadata so that you can use all these tools more effectively in an enterprise grade manner. Yeah, it, and it sounds like in, uh, in the context of uh, business analytics and business decision making. That is correct. So ultimately, you want to be able to get the insights. So what is the time to insights? Uh, if you have to kind of build your own and stitch all of this together, it really takes a long time and there is a lot of risk in this project. So being able to shorten that whole cycle so that end users or business users are able to see uh, value out of the data that has been brought into this Hadoop environment is the key um, objective of what we do. So you're a veteran of big data and Hadoop. So how... How are you feeling about enterprise attitude and enterprise adoption of these big data tools, including Hadoop? Oh, we are overwhelmed uh, with our customers trying to kind of use Hadoop as their cornerstone platform. Uh, so we're no it. longer in the, uh, you know, there was that stereotype, I think, from a few years ago that, oh, Hadoop, people, enterprises try it, but then the project gets abandoned. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, we see customers building production applications that they are monetizing today on Hadoop. So it's no longer like, is this the right technology? And this it is across different verticals and industries, right? That is correct. I mean, we, we have some key customers in the telco space that are using Hadoop as their core platform, bringing in network data in a streaming manner with the business data from provisioning and billing systems. We have customers in healthcare space that are bringing in claims data and other data sources, bringing the member 360 or patient 360 view. And then we have customers in financial services and retail space that are also doing uh, these kind of use cases and building business applications directly on top of Hadoop. So one of the things actually, Ben, that uh, I find interesting is that, you know, real time, right? So it was uh, hot 10 years ago, then five years ago, and now again. But I think now it seems more real. The tools are a little more mature. Companies actually have real time data. <laughs> And uh, and uh, there is actually a compressed uh, uh, time. Uh, the time to uh, decide has been compressed, right? So even 
even uh, news publications have all these uh, real-time dashboards. So, is this something you're hearing as well that uh, people are really uh, moving towards uh, much more real-time decision making? Definitely, um, and then there, there are a couple of reasons, right? So, if you look at how com companies are kind of transitioning from their data journey perspective, a lot of the data that is being generated is no longer uh, transactional data that is being generated by a human doing some action. A lot of the data that is being generated are generated by sensors or machines that are being deployed in their customer's environment that are sending data back to them. So you have to have some notion of being able to process that data in near real time to be able to take actions on that data if you want to be able to react so that you don't have a customer who has a bad customer experience or so that you don't have failures in your machine resulting in downtime, which may have revenue impact for your customers. So there are a lot of those type of use cases where um, the offerings that our customers have to their customers are getting more and more uh, automated. And, 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 you, and have, you, you really have this stream now. Because I think, I don't know if you remember, but I think 10 years ago you had these real-time systems, but there was no real-time data. That is correct, right. <laughs> yeah. So now the thing is, because these machines, like uh, I was talking to a customer yesterday who makes uh, printers, and they are putting... Uh, sensors in the printer head so that if anything goes wrong, I mean, they are getting 20 to 50 data points uh, in an hour or sometimes more, and they have hundreds of thousands of these high-end printers deployed all over the world that are sending them data. So they need to be able to collect and react to this data so that they can provide a better uptime of these high-end printers to their customers. Yeah, so then the other thing I've been thinking about actually just uh, recently is uh, just the evolution of the tools, right? So I think in the early days, you know, you had the developers uh, thinking in terms of libraries, right? So I need this library. And then it became components or frameworks like Hadoop, uh, Spark. Mm -hmm. And then you need to put together these components. So you needed to start thinking about architecture. And now I think we're getting to the point where uh, people have to think about applications, right? So, yeah, we definitely see the need for um, kind of being able to build these applications rapidly uh, based on proven platforms as important. So we see a lot of our customers um, that are using Hadoop and the higher level uh, frameworks on top of Hadoop are very focused on how do I kind of build a data centric application or how do I build a data product on top of this data platform, right? So that is kind of the more of the focus uh, with the customers that we're working with right yeah, now. Ultimately, that's what people care about, right? Just the applications. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, another thing that I've really noticed uh, uh, pick up in interest is the cloud. So I think actually even today I read a few articles about uh, particularly about Spark in the cloud, but is, is this something you're hearing as, as well? I mean, what I'm hearing is that enterprises are more open to doing things in the cloud, maybe not everything, but certainly they're open on the analytics aspect of what they're doing to do it in the cloud. Yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned. I mean, we are seeing majority of our customers kind of trying to think about this hybrid model 
where they will have some sensitive data in their on-prem environments, but they are also looking at kind of the agile data platforms that they can stand up quickly in the cloud for different lines of businesses. And at the same time, being able to lend the same data management, same data governance aspects to both their on-prem environment and the cloud environment is also important. So that we see as a requirement. So that what that is trying to uh, kind of lend to is kind of having a logical kind of data platform, if you will, where some of those may be instantiated on-prem, some of those may be instantiated in the cloud, but having an enterprise-wide view of a catalog and what is in the catalog is important. So that is also something that we have in our product that we bring to our customers. So that's interesting because, I mean, so, I, so I've so i been thinking about the, the developers in this day and age, right? So, I mean, I think, uh, like I said, you know, the old developers thought in terms of libraries nowadays, they they have to have a little bit of DevOps in them, right? So they have to know a little bit about maybe Amazon and Google Compute and things like that. But you just pointed out a good uh, a race of interesting point, actually. A lot of people forget about uh, all these little things that you have to understand as well, governance, security, as you, uh, as you start considering technology solutions, right? So. That's right, yeah. So, I mean... Um, there is the cloud actually takes away some of the complexities in terms of the infrastructure and the platform because you can now readily spin up a Hadoop cluster with this much capacity and things like that. But the thing is, you still need to think about how you would kind of consider data management and data governance so that you're um, able to create enterprise-grade applications on the cloud platform as well in an agile way. So that it, those are some of the keywords there right, where right, you right. don't want to slow the line of business down by putting a lot of processes in place, but at the same time, you want right people to be able to access the right data, even in a hosted type of environment and not have a kind of open environment where uh, you may have issues with uh, some of the kind of uh, data security and other aspects, especially in large enterprise environments. So looking ahead, Ben, so what are the things that uh, uh, excite you the most? And I guess what challenges uh, uh, are you guys working on in terms of te technical challenges and, 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 and products? So one thing that um, is very exciting for us is this whole notion of kind of Hadoop emerging from a purely batch-oriented system into more of a kind of hybrid system where you still have your large workloads that can run in a batch kind of manner, but you are now able to kind of also get some of the low latency workloads into the Hadoop platform, which is where uh, earlier you had to have two disjoint systems and there needs to be data movement between the systems. So you are now able to kind of have a more converged architecture. And as technologies like Spark mature and there is more and more adoption, where uh, BI tools and other tools can run directly on top of the Hadoop platform, I think that is going to be very interesting uh, in terms of how customers will deploy their next generation data platforms. Um, some of the challenges are related to, uh, one, one of the challenges that we face right now is related to kind of the fragmentation in the ecosystem in terms of say security and governance and being right. able to kind of rally behind one 
kind of approach because different distributions have, are yeah, trying to kind of different vendors have their own model right yeah. right so now from our perspective we have to kind of uh, support x y and z instead of trying to figure out okay this is a standardized way of kind of doing security and governance on top of uh, the hadoop ecosystem great so thank you ben sharma this has been great and uh... We look forward to hearing more from Zalone in the near future. All right. Thanks, Ben, and I appreciate this opportunity.